Hi, and welcome back to the show. Today, I'm talking to Derline Perez. She is an operations manager at 611 BPO. We've had 611 on the show before, not Derline though, and one day I hope to get their CEO, Michael Behan, who I'm slowly, gradually working on. But they are really an impressive outsourcing firm. They've got now about 3,500 staff. They're based in Davao, which is a kind of a tertiary city in the lower part of the Philippines. And I have a chat to Derline about her career, but specifically at the start about back office operations, how and how that can benefit businesses and how it's a growing part of the outsourcing pie. And then we talk more about Derline's own experience and the experience of people within call centers, career aspirations, and Derline's own career development. So it's really good Really good conversation, really good insight from people on the ground, people doing the hard work, such as Derline. As always, if you're on any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Outsource Accelerator. We are the world's leading outsourcing marketplace and advisory. We help big and small businesses with their outsourcing needs and we can help you too. We cover everything from offshore business and staffing strategy, optimal outsourcing structures, implementations, and fully managed services. If you are already outsourcing, about to start, or somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course, the best results from your offshore operations. The Outsource Accelerator Marketplace now covers over 3,000 outsourcing firms, representing a global workforce of over 5 million people. We also host this leading outsourcing podcast, publish inside outsourcing, and have over 15,000 pages of content on the site. Because we span the entire market, we can ensure that you get the best deal possible. Get in touch today. Visit us at outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Also, if you find this podcast interesting or valuable, please share it. We have now produced hundreds of episodes featuring the outsourcing world's most prominent luminaries. Please show your support by sharing this podcast today. Derline, you are part of 611 Call Center, and they I've been working very closely with Michael Behan from 611, but I haven't yet managed to get him on the show. But it's good that he sent you to have a chat and you are one of the operations managers at 611. So today we're sort of diving into the role of operations managers and giving people insights into kind of what goes on behind the scenes and with a particular focus on uh, back office functions and how they have expanded over the years. So let's see how we go. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So Derline, I suppose we can start just Give us a quick overview of your own experience in the outsourcing industry. Okay. So I actually been in the BPO industry mainly in 611 for 14 years. 
And wow. so, bef- yeah. <laughs> so before I climbed up to the ladder, I started my career as a customer service representative back then. So I got promoted and now I'm handling a huge cluster of back office support as an operations manager. Great. Well done. Well yeah. done. And you've been with uh, 611 for for the whole 14 years? Yeah. <laughs> it's That's pretty amazing. long already. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. And- they they do have a lot of staff there that have been there a long time, yeah. Like it, it's a good indicator of of the business if if they have a lot of senior staff that have been there since the beginning. Yes, uh, six eleven actually operating for seventeen years right now, and I believe we have thirty five hundred employees all across Foresight. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And how many do you know? How many people have been there longer than you? Longer than fourteen years? Yeah, our COO and our CSO has actually been here for 16 years already in the company. And most of our employees are now been with us for more than five years. That's amazing, huh? Yeah. 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 And you are based down in Davao, and I believe you're one of the most significant employers down there. Is that right? So how, how do you sort of fit into, tell us a little bit about Davao and how 611 fits into the the scene there? Well, actually, Davao is pretty much more laid back right now compared to Luzon. So the talent pool in Davao, it's a bit still really good right now. So we have a lot of high caliber employees, especially in 611. And, you know, because Davao, it's still not saturated compared to Manila. And so the value or basically the difference, what we have in 611 is we built 611. It was built as being a homey environment. That's why probably a lot of employees stayed long in 611 rather than to hoop around companies. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. This- that's great. And 3,500 employees and uh, people that have stayed there a long, long time. Yeah. It must be. Uh, Correct. That's kind of amazing. Huh? Quite an amazing journey. One day, hopefully, I might get Michael Bean onto the podcast. But. Uh, You'll have to work yeah. on him for me. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great idea, actually. So you focus on back office functions. Do you want to, I suppose, outline what back office means and what's the expansion mm-hmm. of those roles over the years that you've seen? Oh, okay. So actually, uh, to be honest with you, I-, I believe that the progress I can see being in this industry for 14 years is way back before, probably 10 years ago, most of the businesses only outsource telemarketing, outbound sales, customer service. But right now, as you know, as we innovate and diversify our services, most of the companies are looking at the aspect of outsourcing back office like HR management, payroll, inventories, billing, administrative tasks, and even workforce management. So I believe right now in, in this time is that, you know, back office is really an s- essential aspect of the business and it's really it's really huge advantage and cost saving to a business to outsource back office. So yeah, I know it is. And do you get people that come to you for sales and outbound and voice and then they say, hey, you know, are you able to do my accounting? Like, does it does it work like Correct. that? Correct. True. Yeah, exactly. 
So before I believe some of the clients are still hesitant to really outsource payroll or billing. But right now, I believe BPOs, especially 611, we have a lot of processes and we've been handling or offering back office services for five years already, especially with big corporate. So we'll already establish a process to help streamline the business operations of our client. So, you know, we just don't, we, the key lies to really understanding our partner's needs. And then we suggest and how we can streamline the process, especially with talent acquisitions right now. So, right. yeah, talent acquisitions. How, how does it work in terms of you, do you build the processes for the clients or do you just provide the staff for the clients and then they are, you know, building the processes? Well, actually, first is I understand first the needs of our clients. So I am very hands-on talking or having a lot of meeting with my clients for me to really understand the deliverables required in our side. And then after that, after I understand what is required in a BPO, that's the time we suggest and what would be the best strategy we can work on to make sure we are helping them to make things work efficient because we focus more on work efficiency. So like they just provide us the KPI and then we suggest a lot of the best practices we have in terms of yeah, the stream, streamlining the process for their yeah, back end. Yeah. And what are the typical back office functions that, that you would see most commonly? Like I assume bookkeeping and accounting, payroll, APAR. Is there anything, you know, have you seen the roles expand or get more complicated or do they kind of stay around about there with that? Well, let me just give you the idea and the majority of the account I'm handling since I'm handling a huge cluster of back office. So basically, the, the team I have is I divided it into three departments. So we have recruitment and talent acquisition. So all of the clients who wanted us to, to look for any, any applicants for them, we approve or reject any job applications for them. We onboard also clients. So that's one of the departments I am also uh, handling so recruitment and workforce management. The other department is more of the billing side. So with us the payroll, with us the inventories, with us the uh, quotations for tax, for tax or insurance quotation rather. We prepare invoices, and yeah, that's the department more of the billing side. And the other it's partner acquisitions where we look for talent for our clients right so right. that's how the back office evolved right now so the manpower billing and how we look for more applicants for their business or clients for their business for partner acquisition and you know there's a lot of clients that start they're a little bit scared they come offshore they're a little bit skeptical how do you find what are, what's the difference between successful clients and unsuccessful clients in terms of the, the rollout of the program and the training and onboarding? What determines whether a client is successful or not, would you say? Well, for me, it actually goes two ways. There are other clients who doesn't know how to to outsource their needs basically they just rely on the bpo whatever the processes is but 
I believe that's really, I believe that the success of a company to outsource back office is really to understand the process. It's because BPO will just execute the, you know, the just more mainly and KPI compliance. But so those are the negative aspects that I can see if the client itself don't know what to delegate to the BPO. But the other thing is, the good thing right now is since we are we more focused and we are offering a lot of back office and so BPO or especially CISA Lab and already established a process wherein it, we empower small to medium enterprises to once they don't know yet what to outsource, we re- we give them the idea on what are the areas that they can pass it on to. 611. So let's say, for example, if they're wanted to hire more employees, so why not they will outsource this to BPO or 611 and then we will look for partner acquisition. We will look for more applicants. We reject or approve applications depending on what is required, what is really needed and the job positions that they are asked from us. So we provide also a roadmap for an for a small business company to what are the areas they can successfully delegate to an outsourcing company or to 611 okay yeah yeah and a lot of these roles you know there's a lot of talk and of ai and automation and are you seeing roles within your firm are things getting easier because of different tools ai automation and do you think that that will lead to you know, job losses or not needing as many people. How are you seeing it on the ground with the use of these tools? Well, for AI automation, well, actually, it's really helpful also in our end, but it also has a negative impact because it might compromise manpower. But again, if the way I look at things right now for AI automation, it really helps our job efficient, but of course, in terms of making decision on a certain process, critical processes, I believe human intervention it still require for manpower. So, yeah, for probably for AI automation, especially with the platform, especially with calculating things to be more accurate, we can rely to that. But more on decision making, I believe manpower is required or manpower, human intervention really required to do such things. Yeah. Yeah. And I assume you use, when you are providing back office functions, are you typically using the tool sets and the software of the clients? So effectively your staff just get the logins of the client's tools or do you provide your own set of uh, tools and platform to get these things done? Well, we asked first the client if they have their own platform or they have their own tools. So if they don't have tools, especially with small enterprises, we recommend them more of the other tools that can be uh, cost-saving sa- on their end. Or either way, we suggest on a process, let's say, for example, if we talk about billing, so mainly we process it or we calculate it using Excel formulas. And our employees, we run through a, before we will hire employees to that department, we run a 
a test, which is Excel proficiency, because it's really efficient if the agents know or have an understanding on the formula, because that we can call it manual process, but more of if they know how to use formula, we help the clients not to buy a tools. Rather, rather we use a, the Excel formulas to automate things for them. So it goes both ways. We ask the client if they have a platform so we can use it. And other way, we suggest also our processes and how to make things done by manual using a formula automated in Excel, Excel for billing yeah. side. Yeah. And then in terms of the process oversight, is it the client running the day-to-day activities or do they have people like you sort of building the processes and then identifying the KPIs and then making sure that the the team are trained and uh, reaching those KPIs? Or like whose responsibility is it then to to basically uh, produce the deliverables? Well, it must be done by the operation. So once they outsource, uh, the love, we have a l- level of operations. So we have the subject matter expert. We have the team leaders who strategize and manage the operations. And operations manager is to engage more in a high-level perspective in what we can give or what we can suggest to streamline the processes of the client. So it. When it comes to manning the operation, it would be done by a team leader. So basically, we don't want to really hassle too much with our clients because that's the purpose of outsourcing tasks to a BPO industry. So basically, once the client discussed the KPI, we rolled out the and implemented on the operations. We just focus on maintaining and hitting our goal. So by the end of the month, we, we are very transparent with our clients. So we... In 6.11, we have a day-to-day report to our clients to see the progress of we if we comply the target or the KPI, especially accuracy and SLA. So in that aspect, is they are just looking mainly at the result. So they don't have to engage on the operations because that's the role of a team leader and operations manager to ensure that by the end of the day, we will just deliver what is required, the output that the client is asking in our side. Got it, got it. And how do you price this? Now, obviously, you don't need to mention specific pricing. Mm -hmm. And, of course, salaries differ for different roles, I imagine, whether it's an entry-level bookkeeper or an advanced accountant or payroll, whatever. Um, And... So do you charge an all-in price? Because, of course, it's not just the person doing the job. It's 611 overseeing that deliverable. Um, How do you structure the pricing for the client? For the price, actually, that's the very big advantage I can see if they they outsource back office in a BPO. It's because we don't hire professionals let's say, accountant that requires a huge amount of salary. So what we have in 611 is we have a base rate for all employees, regardless they are back office, customer service department, or telemarketing department. So we have a price base, which is very competitive to the client. So they are not paying for a, let's say, an accountant. They are just paying an agent rate to 611 to execute the task that requires expertise. So that's really a big advantage to outsource 
a back office to a to Six Eleven or to a BPO company because yeah. the rate is totally different by hiring professionals to do bookkeeping for you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's complicated, isn't it? But there's definitely that advantage to having people with proper employment, proper facilities, and then proper oversight by professionals such as yourselves to Correct. to help build the the processes and get the teams running efficiently. Yeah. It's easy for people to sort of overlook all of these smaller details, but they really have a big impact. Yeah. Correct, yeah. And so you've been in 611 for 14 years and you've seen outsourcing, I suppose, in that time go from, I suppose, you know, it, it would have been kind of nothing 14 years ago in Davao and now it's mm-hmm. a fairly significant employer. How, how have you seen outsourcing generally evolve in that time in your city? And what do people think about it on the ground? Is it a respected job do people sort of think that it's just call centers when there's so much more to what is it like from your perspective of being a participant in the industry mm-hmm. well bpo right now in davo is really a huge for me is really a in terms of career aspect so when we say bpo in davo it's really huge opportunity, especially from those who are who recently graduated from universities. So the way I look at things 14 years ago, 14 years ago, when you say call center, others don't understand what it is. But right now, it become a career path to those who just recently graduated because, you know, in terms of the salary rate, it's totally different from the regular job. And also the you are building really your your career in a BPO from what I, I have been experienced, what was my experience way back before I started as a trainee, then climbed the ladder and become an operations manager and also building your own self and how you engage with not just with locals, but also Americans or overseas clients and being a part of a big such organization from having just 20 50 employees back then and right now we are 3,500. It's really a huge, huge milestone. And for me, it's really a huge milestone to go through with that process from 14 years ago and right now. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And yeah. what I think it does is it, it makes you, I assume you over your 14-year career have realized that you can connect. You're sitting in Davao within Philippines but you can connect with businesses offshore and tap into their economy. And that's really powerful, isn't it? And I assume many more Filipinos now are realizing the power of being able to connect, whether it's within a BPO setting, whether it's building your own BPO, whether it's being an agent on Upwork, it provides another Mm -hmm. valuable sort of opportunity. Do people, do you think the, the younger generation that are graduating now do they see the opportunity as, you know, I can work for an offshore employer? Do they realize that that opportunity is out there? Yes, yes. Actually, most of our applicants, they are just a graduate from university. And the first step or employment they want to do to be in, in a, is in a BPO industry. So that means the culture that we are building in Davao, for the as a call center industry, it means we have a positive impact to our invite to our people. 
So that means they can see a growth and career path on a BPO. So for a younger generation, I believe if they really wanted to enhance more their communication skills and how to be part of an offshore employment or a companies, I believe BPO is really a big opportunity for them. Yeah. And what's the pay like? What's the opportunity like? Is it Are they considered well-paid jobs? Because a lot of people overseas are concerned that people in the outsourcing industry, you know, they're earning like kind of 500 bucks a month. Is that enough to live on? Things like that. Like, what would you say to the salaries for kind of the graduates that are moving into uh, the outsourcing industry? Are they, what are the salaries like for them in terms of on the ground reality are they earning good salaries are they able to kind of live good lives yeah we are to be honest so the actually comparing our salary bpo salary compared to a regular job even if you are professionals we are way higher than them it's more of a double uh, salary actually and we have in bpo industry especially in 611 we have a lot of benefits like but just with government benefits, but also we provide perks, we provide rewards, commissions to our employee. In, aside from having the basic salary, we also provide HMO. So, you know, there is a lot of monetary incentives and a BPO. So aside from the higher pay that you are getting, you are still get earning much more depending on your, how you perform. And I assume as well, like your own career trajectory, people can see that there's a career ladder, there's opportunities. And also, I assume you have some pretty cool Christmas parties and things like that. And there's there's a big kind of, um, it's a good opportunity all around, isn't it? People can develop their entire careers, but also have, you know, have a good time and meet people there. It's pretty incredible opportunity. Yes, yes. I can see that BPO is really a huge opportunity to young people. And looking at the career path, we in 611, actually, we promote people from our own pool of people. Let's say, for example, if we can see an agent who performs well, we look at them to promote on probably in two years or a year from now, if we can see an advantage or probably we can see a, what we call this, a caliber that they can lead a people or provide a good quality to our clients, then we promote our employees for them to see that, you know, other agents can see that there's really a growth in an organization. And knowing I, I am part of it, like, you know, I started as a trainee, then promoted as a me and then promoted as a team leader. And right now I'm operations manager so being myself is also i can always testify how the career path grow in such organization for a long time yeah i mean you're a prime example yeah like what what was your journey like has it been hard has it been fulfilling have have you had to put in hard hours have you how have you developed yourself professionally so that you can now be a senior employee an operations manager how have you brought your professional capabilities forward? Were you doing sort of self-learning or is it just learning on the job or how have you managed to develop? Well, probably for 14 years, I've 
I handle various of accounts already from customer service, dealing with back office, non-voice accounts. So throughout that year, I was molded really to engage more of the clients. And I am more of client of KPI compliance. So basically, when I engage with the clients, once they provide me their KPI, I make sure to strategize things and make sure that I by the end of the month, I am a KPI compliance manager. So, and probably having the drive for me to make sure that I am complying the KPI, that makes me really being a strong manager probably. And probably that's the advantage that the higher management saw (laughs) as my uh, strong character. So that's why I got promoted. So in terms of developing the skills, probably self-improvement, it you can have it on a day-to-day basis because we are engaging with a lot, a lot of clients. And by having that process on a day-to-day, you are really learning th- new things every day. And mm. yeah, fast forward. And I assume you're working with different clients, different businesses, different countries as well, yeah? Have you worked with, I suppose, clients from all across the world? Yes, yeah. For my 14 years, actually, seven years on that I use uh, I work as a US-based company, so I work in graveyard shift. But right now, I am hand I am also handling an Asia Pacific account. So it's that's morning shift schedule. So I work actually like all across the the world. <laughs> so from US to Australia, now I'm handling Asia Pacific accounts. So I believe I was able to, to yeah. handle. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. And yeah. congratulations. Well done with your career. And it's quite a journey. And it's incredible to see the contribution that 611 has made within the community and sort of building this from the ground up. And Michael's certainly done an incredible job with that. Yeah, actually, I just wanted to share also that being in this industry for 14 years, you know, I believe the big factor why employees really stay in an organization, especially in 611, it's because we maintain a homey environment where we give value to our people. As what the bosses or Sir Mike, you know, the CEO of 611, 611 showed to us as creating a value for to the management so that really echoes on the agent side so most of our agents really strong us i mean stay long in the company it's because of the management as well so mm-hmm. yeah no it's good to see it's good to see and it's obviously 611 is a very strong brand and you know they're really making their mark and certainly they're now one of the you know biggest most significant employers down in Davao. so and as you can see, like treating their staff well and doing a lot of internal uh, promotion, and it's it's a really well-run ship, which is great to see. Deline, thank you so much. Really good to get your insights into back office and also into your own journey and your career, and also how Six Eleven is doing. So, really good to catch up. As always, if people want to reach out to you or Six Eleven to learn more, how can they do that? Yes, they can always visit our site. It's our site is 611bpo.com. And I'd like to give my email address as well if they wanted to directly contact me. It's derline at 611center.com.
That was Derline Perez. She is the operations manager at 611. As always, if you want any of these show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. And if you want to email us, just send us an email to ask at outsourceaccelerator.com. See you next time.